So cell shaming is a popular topic right now because Nakamigos selected a bunch of Web3 A-listers to gift some honorary NFTs. Now, shortly after they received them, they decided to sell them, and that created a lot of unrest in their community. So today we're going to discuss the interesting dynamics of cell shaming, what exactly took place within this project, and how it relates to the NFT community as a whole. So in case you're not familiar with the Nakamigos, they are the hottest new thing that's happening right now as far as getting all the volume, all the attention, breaking sales records and so forth. And really, that is where all the attention is right now. And they quickly went from zero to hero. But very little is known about the project. There is 20K and it was first tweeted by Sartoshi, which is the founder of the MFers back in February. But no real details have ever came out about their founders other than the fact that it is supposedly not Yuga and not Larva. This has caused a lot of commotion and speculation that Truth Labs, the founders of Goblin Town, is behind it. Of course, this is another meme project. It had a free to low price entry and quickly rocketed to the top. And it seems to be very organized, well thought out, very well structured. Whoever's running this thing knows what they're doing. So not in the business of speculating. This is not a speculation show, as we often say. But what we're going to discuss is what's going on and how it relates to the industry as a whole. But since breaking that one ETH mark, and according to OpenSea data, it even went up to a floor of three, but quickly came back down, came down to earth, but settled around... 0.7 and since then it's been trading sort of sideways but all of that activity happened within just a couple of weeks now with these honorary nfts that they did this is where all the commotion started with the cell shaming and what have you now these nfts were sent to the a-listers such as the snoop dogs and so forth a lot of the names that we know within the community many of them quickly sold their nfts or at least listed them for sale and this set off a lot of people within the community because they were saying well how could they possibly sell something that they were gifted it was an honor to receive these and them unloading just shows that they're not appreciative, not a part of the whole thing. But there's also another side to this. These A-listers are looking at it as, well, we were never a part of the community anyways, and they're just trying to use us for clout, get our name onto their project, give themselves some legitimacy and get attention based on our name. So the very least that we can do is capitalized from it and sell it. They have no emotional attachment to it. They're not directly related to the project and what have you. So, hey, if they can make a quick dollar off of it, why not? At the end of the day, it is a gift. They could do whatever they want with it because they own it. So a lot of people have been very defensive of this because, of course, the Nakamigos, the holders, the diehard fans, what have you, see this as complete disrespect. But I've been in spaces with quite a few people, hear their takes on it and why they sold it, why they listed it quickly. And generally speaking, the majority of people just simply said they had no affiliation with this project whatsoever. So they didn't appreciate the fact that they were trying to use their name to be associated with it. It's like basically free marketing, give it legitimacy as if they were somehow supporting it or backing it or whatever. So why not? They sold it. And I can understand that. But it's very interesting in the sense that this whole space seems to be very adverse to profits. And I say that almost laughingly because, you know, back in the day with the whole wag me concept, everyone is saying we're all going to make it and there's enough for us to all go around and we're all going to do well and we can sell, artists can survive, projects will survive, all the stuff used to be common within the space. However, it quickly turned. Now, people that are fans of anything, you know, sports fans, politics, whatever it might be, when you see someone jump ship, if you will, in your eyes, it is almost like, I can't believe they're doing this. You feel like there's some sort of betrayal. You know, the home team, we're supposed to be win, lose, or draw. We're supposed to be for this team. And when you see someone flip and go to another color, whatever it might be, it just seems to set 
fans off in the wrong way. And a lot of that sort of tribalism, that whole ride the ship down and everything has come into the NFT space. And I often think, can you really fault someone who bought at the tippy tippy top to be quick to exit? No, no one really says that. Okay, yeah, you bought it at the absolute peak. So if you want to get out, okay, cool. No one says, hey, ride that ship down. And no one really holds them to that. However, when it comes to someone taking profits, for whatever reason, people see that as an offense. Like, why is that? I don't understand it. This is the only space where that seems to happen because let's just look at what happened with the whole tech space. Let's go as far back as to broadcast.com. That was supposedly the first streaming platform ever started by Mark Cuban, now the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Sold that to, I believe it was Yahoo for like a billion dollars, turned around and bought the Dallas Mavericks with that and no one even batted an eye at that. They said, great, good for him. He is now the host of a Shark Tank. He is celebrated. He's even in the NFT space. Everyone cheers him on and what have you. Then we have something like David Tepper, who runs a hedge fund, sold like, I don't know, like $2 billion worth of Apple stock to buy an NFL team. That's celebrated. Nobody says anything about that. That is really cool. A name that we're all familiar with in this whole NFT space, of course, is Elon Musk, recently purchased Twitter. But Elon Musk started PayPal, or co-founded PayPal, I should say, took his profits and ended up splitting it 50-50 between Tesla and SpaceX. Didn't found either of those companies, but invested heavily into it and then became basically the owner and the face of those companies. SpaceX, which is a privately held company, supposedly will never, ever, ever go public. And he wants to use that to get to Mars and die, whatever. Not even going to go into that right now. However, Tesla is a publicly traded company, broke a trillion dollars, and no one batted an eye the fact that Elon sold a lot of stock in order to purchase Twitter. No one says anything is wrong with that, that he took those profits. After all, he's the one who was sleeping in the factory. He bet his entire life savings, everything that he earned from PayPal and put it into these companies and no one had more to lose than him. So of course, we're excited that he's reaping the benefits of that. He could do whatever he wants. He happens to buy Twitter. Hope that works out well for him. But I would never really bet against this guy. He seems to know what he's doing with his money and with his investing and tech and so forth. But what I'm trying to say is no one sell shames him. No one is pounding on the desk saying, I can't believe that Elon Musk sold electric cars to save the world and then sold his stock and did something with it, right? So in this space, it's just very interesting to me that people that sell their NFTs to make a profit are often sell shamed. They're often shamed. And in many cases, it's like the most diehard people that were in those communities without anyone even knowing why they sold, they automatically put a negative label on it once that person decides to sell. And you don't know what kind of emotional attachment they might have had to it, what sort of hardships they're going through in life and what have you. But a lot of times people say, I can't believe this person exited the community during this time. Now, sometimes there are better times, there are good times to take profits and so forth. But when a project is down, things aren't going right, and you think that the troops should rally behind the founders and the leaders, and if someone influential ends up selling during that time, I don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do, is to judge them and say, wow, they really kicked the team when they were down. Well, again, you don't know what's going on in their life, whether it is their mortgage, someone in their family could be sick, who knows what they need that money for, or just they just wanted to sell. It is theirs. After all, that is one thing that we celebrate within Web3, ownership, and freedom, and all this stuff, but there is a caveat. People do not celebrate when you sell what you own, which is kind of ridiculous to me. That goes against the whole culture of freedom and financial equality. We're all going to make it and all that. I mean, that is just 
an interesting thing to me, and I could never really understand that. But I won't even say that I'm above this. This is something that I even thought about because even when it comes to sell different NFTs that I've owned, right, depending on which community it is, how involved I am with them, what have you, and the longer I hold a particular NFT within that community, seeing the cycle, the sales and ups, I know when the news breaks, how the prices break, where it's going to return back to, I'm very familiar with the cycles. So it is very easy to then look at the market to see, okay, this is a good time to sell and this is a good time to buy into it based on how the cycles are going. However, when it comes to sell, get those profits, it is hard to do. And I won't lie. And it's not like there's even like that necessarily uh, pressure someone in my ear saying, hey, I can't believe you sold that. But just knowing deep down, it's like, well, you know, I'm very bullish about this. In many cases, some of these I've held since mint day or whatever it might be. And I know this is a good time where I know it's going to fall within the next two weeks or so. So why is it so hard to sell? And I think it is a whole culture, the whole community of people cell-shaming, and even to the point where it is in a lot of us subconsciously that we might not even necessarily care what someone thinks, what we're wearing, what we're doing, what we're driving, all of that. But when it comes to the whole cell-shaming thing, even if we're not actively involved in it, we're not actively attacked, I think deep down there is that in the back of our head, like, wow, there's some guilt about selling this. But here's the thing. When someone is selling, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're leaving that community or abandoning, jumping ship. And in many cases, what I realized is it gives an opportunity to buy back in. Someone who has been watching a particular project for six months, a year, whatever it might be, again, knows those cycles, the ups and the downs and so forth. So if I'm really bullish about a particular project and I think that the future that they're building is bright and I want more of that, why should I penalize myself or why should I just sit back knowing that this is a good time to sell and it's going to be, let's say, half the price in a couple of weeks when I know that I can then sell at the high and then in two weeks, then buy back in. Let's say get two tokens for the price of one or three for the price of two, anything of that matter, right? Or just end up with the same number that you had, but just have a little bit of ETH left over that you can invest somewhere else. You can put into another project or you can cash out and you can pay some bills with it. Who knows? But I just want to highlight the whole thing. The whole sell shaming, there is two sides to it. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If someone owns something and they want to sell it, cool fine by them. No one knocks the fact when someone sells a house. No one knocks them when they sell their stocks. So why are they penalized or knocked or shunned or shamed for selling their NFTs? But one of the things that I will say that just knowing the data, knowing what projects you are in, observing the trends is very helpful. And one of the tools that I use quite often is something like NFT Go, where you can get a lot of data at your fingertips. Even the plugin that they have for Twitter is just absolutely amazing. Some really cool things that you could do and it's absolutely free. And this is not the type of thing where I'm saying, hey, be a DGen, make money with NFTs. No, these are just tools that I use to help to keep track of things. And I love data. If you're a person who loves numbers, that's something that would be very cool for you. But generally speaking, just keeping an eye on the projects that you hold is the best way to do it. You'll get to know the trends, but those tools absolutely do help. So if you're interested in some tools that you can get to make your whole journey, particularly on ETH, a lot smoother, you can check out the free toolkit that I have listed, niftybusiness.show slash unlock ETH. Of course, that link will be in the show notes in case you didn't catch that, niftybusiness.show slash unlock ETH. But either way, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.